Hi, I'm Kim Wilson. And I'm Natasha Marchevka. And this is Speechless. Speechless. Welcome to our behind-the-scenes take on Real Life in VO, where we share our stories and our resources and our unsolicited opinions. Welcome to Season 3, people. Today, we are going to break the internet because, (laughs) tell them why, Natasha. (laughs) Because we have the extremely talented and smart and beautiful casting director, Tina Marasco from Sound and Fury. She's an actress in her own right and voice actor. And I, as I said, casting director, but all kinds of other things. We'll be sure to leave a little bio um, in the text below. That said, she's also a coach, a voiceover coach. And she's got the goods because she's casting every single day um, work that is current, that is national on television every day. And so she's a phenomenal coach because she knows what's going on. She has a course that she just put out in 2023. Uh, When you purchase it, you get lifetime access to her updates. This course that she has is called The Library, and it's a compilation of all her knowledge over the past, I think, 30 years. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, we have a promo code. For this course. Now, as it is, I find it really inexpensive, and I told her that, but alas, she's so kind. <laughs> so please do subscribe to our newsletter. If you're already subscribed to our newsletter, we have shared that code with you, so look for it in your emails. Um, but do go to VO, what are, what are we called? Go to speechlessvo.com <laughs> and hit the subscribe button, because we'd love to see your name, and we'd love to give you the goods on that. Also, you'll get the weekly takeaways from each show four days before the show airs um, and other things. Super excited to share Tina Marasco with you. Stay tuned. We are probably going to act like fools today, more foolish than usual, because we're so excited to have Tina Marasco here. (laughs) I'm excited to be here. So, like, I I am full commitment, fully committed to being as foolish as you want me to be. (laughs) We are breaking the internet right now. (laughs) Well, we start with sharing beverages. Tina, what drink did you bring today to have a chat with us? It is always, it is always the same. I am a brand oh. loyalist. Okay. Coke Zero. <gasps> Coke Zero. I not was even not Diet expecting Coke. that. I was no. not either. Okay. So, you know, I, listen, you could give me a double blind taste test and I will tell, I can detect, it's like the princess of oh. tea. I can tell you the difference between Diet Coke, Coke Zero, and God Obviously. forbid, Diet for Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Coke Zero is my jam. Wow. Nice. Did not. The regular Coke as possible without all the calories. Love it. Like a commercial, right? I love it. What did you bring, Kim? Well, as you know, we had a contest last season um, Mm. on naming the drink that my husband invented. And Kathleen Curridan, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Curridan. And Catherine Curridan named it the Kimerick. So congratulations to her. I'm having this. This, um, just so you know, Tina, it is um, a passion fruit shrub with a little lime, some turmeric salt on the rim, some tequila, and it's still so good. Wow. I am so a Jersey girl drinking straight out of the bottle. I am am bowing and like... And California really coming to here. I've got, I have brought this to the show before. I've got um, a tea latte. However, it's with pumpkin spice chai. We do not need more pumpkin spice, uh, but whatever. It was in the house. What? It is homemade chai cashew milk. Mm, yum. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, we have a little of everything here. We, we do. <laughs> we really do. Incredibly gorgeous, smart, uh, and talented <laughs> Tina Marasco. Right. Uh, one of the founders, co-founders of Sound and Fury. Did I get that right? That you're the f- no. no. Okay, no, please no, clarify. Jill, yeah. So Jill Kershaw is the owner uh-huh. of Sound and Fury, um, and she oh. was 
all by herself for many, many years. And then Carly Silver, who was my agent at Atlas at the time, left Atlas to go join her. And it was the two of them and Marissa Holmes, Bill Holmes's daughter, um, is sort of like our head of operations. Like she's our, she she runs like the behind the scenes without Marissa, we would be lost. Uh, Mm. And then when Carly was getting ready to go out on maternity leave, they tapped me and said, you know, what, like, what do you think? Would you fill in for her for a couple of months? And I was like, oh, that sounds cute. Like, sure. <laughs> that sounds I cute. literally <laughs> thought I was going to be like in pajamas with my hair on top of my head, like, you know, eating Doritos and being like, oh, I like that voice. I like, <laughs> and then I came to realize what the sound and the fury actually meant. And, um, you know, it was like 18 hour days and, yeah. you know, um, but it was the perfect blend of, all of my background and history and whatever. And I, I came to um, realize that I, I really loved it. So it, you know, and the business really, really exploded, not because of me just timing wise. Mm -hmm. And so when Carly came back, there was still room for both of us. And Mm so, and then we've expanded since then. And, and, uh, but, but Jill is the owner and then um, we all have our different roles within. Sure. So, Mm -hmm. Basically, when you all record in your booths and you send it off into the ether, I'm the ether. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the ether it's um, my little nod to Taylor Swift. But um, so I do all of the listening now. I do all of the creative stuff mm-hmm. and I write all of the specs on the, the scripts that you see. And, you know, we all collectively as a team, we all talk to the creatives on at the ad agency when we take the project on. But then we kind of then after that, we split off and we all do our own um, So they handle all of the rates and terms in the business affairs handling stuff. And then I do all the creative. So I'll do like the script formatting and the specs and, and then deciding what agents are getting, what projects based on, you know, like what talent I know, or, you know, who, who has who on the roster. And, um, and then when we get everything back, then I do all the listening and Mm -hmm. which brings us to our very first question. We've only gotten there. What (laughs) constitutes a good audition? Tell us yeah. about a good audition, Tina. Okay, so it's it's actually going to be as it's it's not the sexiest answer, but it's the honest answer. Which Great, is, we love it. Yeah, a good audition is just an actor who read all of the directions. Meaning, if we say we want two takes, we really want two takes. If we say we only want one, there's a reason we only want one. Um, that didn't slate. That followed all of the instructions, and then. What, what I'm really, truly listening for is I want to hear your authentic self, your point of view, your perspective, your take on the story, living through the story of the script truthfully, moment to moment, mm-hmm. and sounding like you are genuinely engaged with somebody from your real life mm-hmm. and having a spontaneous conversation, not a monologue. Mm-hmm. Um, and not um, a manufactured sound of spontaneity, but like a true engaged back and forth. Um, and I want to hear that that first line of the script is a true response to mm-hmm. something that you imagine has just happened that forces you to respond with the first line of the script. So if I hear, you know, if the first line happens to be the old chestnut, like introducing, you know, um, if I hear the liftoff, if I hear the typical commercial liftoff where it's just like intro, that's all I have to hear. And that's all you would have to hear if you were sitting next to me. If you hear that springboard just started off as like introducing, introducing, right, exactly. Then I just go, nope, immediately. Nope. So I want to hear the engagement. Right. So, right. And if we don't give you any story that there was, you have to create one that you can imagine that you're responding to with that opening line. So, um, you know, it it has to be the connection to the other person, to the person you're talking to, is what will literally, and I actually mean literally in the true sense of the word, ground your voice. So mm-hmm. the typical commercial melody, which we're all trying to break out of. Yep. 
that liftoff is that once upon a time liftoff. It's the introducing or like once upon a time, you know, it's that automatic, like once upon a time entry into a, a story, right? What will get you out of that isn't just trying to sound flat, right? Because then you're, you're doing something technical and you're not really engaged in the story either. What will get you out of that is your connection to the other person or to what you're seeing. So I've done this before, but it's the easiest example. And for anybody who hasn't heard it, it's like the quickest, most um, efficient way to demonstrate this. If we imagine the line is introducing the new Toyota Camry and we give you no context and we want three in a row. Your job is instead of just doing the melodic A, B, and C that you would have always been taught to do in the past, like introducing the new Toyota Camry, introducing the new Toyota Camry, introducing the new Toyota Camry, right? Instead of those three, which Mm -hmm. are, you know, I varied them and, you know, whatever, you could justify that a million ways. What we want to hear instead is you responding to something genuinely. So it could be that Kim, you and I are next door neighbors. I've been talking about getting a new car for 10 years. You're like, girl, I will believe it when I see it. It's never going to happen. And I roll up in it and I'm like, read them and weave, Kim. Introducing the new Toyota Camry. Now, if you really listen to that, the connection to you and my intention, which is in your face, I finally did it. Quite literally grounded my voice. It stopped it from going into the sing-songy commercial melody, Mm -hmm. typical, you know, like a typical announcery read, right? Mm -hmm. And then for me too, I just imagine something else. Again, there's no right. It could be I saw a clown car of like ten kids getting out of the back seat. (laughs) Like, damn, that's spacious. Introducing the new Toyota Camry. And then the third one to give variety, I could imagine I saw a terrible car crash and everybody walks away because of the safety features of the car. And I just drop in and I'm like, introducing the new Toyota Camry. And there's your A, B, and C. And if you put those three next to the other three that I phoned in, the voice prints are going to look a lot alike. Mm -hmm. Listen as a casting director to a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. And I do. You can hear the difference between like, truth and connection. And you can hear the difference between like it being technically kind of dialed in. And so, yeah. And, and it's all about like getting rid of like, everybody wants to poke holes in specs going like you want it real and honest Mm. and organic and connected. And then it's introducing and it's like, okay, well, I get it. That's frustrating, but that's also the game we all signed up to play. So why not have fun playing it? Right. Right. And how you have fun playing it is just coming up with different scenarios that you could, you know, suspend your disbelief and play in that world, you know, authentically. So it could be anything. It doesn't there. That's the beautiful part. There is no right. As long as I hear engagement, whatever that is, that's all I'm listening for. Because then I know, oh, once we give you the actual scenario of the script, that you're going to be able to engage with that. You know what I mean? I want to hear that you can actually relate authentically and not just announce and be like a third party, just kind of like using your voice manipulatively to indicate. Using your voice manipulatively. I love that description. That is how I would describe what we mean when we say nothing typical commercial sounding slick polished or announcery, what I, how I would describe that, no, <laughs> how I would describe that is using your voice manipulatively to indicate a certain mood or a certain style. So like we all were taught this way, right? Yes. We all were taught there is a luxury car read and a warm healthcare read and a delicious food read, right? Now everything has got to come from organic connection. So I might get warm, Natasha, talking to you about healthcare, but it's because you just shared with me that you're going through something. And I would say, I'm so sorry to hear that. And at Blue Cross of California, we're here to help, right? It's, I am genuinely connected to you. So warmth is emanating from me. Mm-hmm. It's not grab the adjective of warm and empathetic and slapping it on my voice and Mm -hmm. just letting it ride through my vocal cords. Like Mm -hmm. at Blue Cross of California, we're here to help, right? I was the voice of Blue Cross of New Jersey for like 15 years and that's the BS I made a lot of money doing, but we're not doing that anymore. So it's all about genuine connection. And then whatever emotion comes from that is organic. It's not 
X, it's not outside in, it's inside out. Mm. Tina has just given you a masterclass, everyone, <laughs> listeners, viewers, and, and we're done. We're done. Ah, <laughs> and see. Uh, so well, tell us a little bit yeah. about your casting process and how do you choose? I mean, you gave us a little insight here, but how the final submissions, which ones make the final cut yeah. that you're going to send to the client? I do want to butt in ski because I know, Tina, yeah. you used to listen to thousands. Yeah. And I, I understand that you may have cut that down to hundreds. So very interested in what your answer is today for this. Hey, by the way, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. You'll get all the show takeaways plus resources and drink recipes too. Go to speechlessvo.com. And a huge thanks to our season sponsors, CenterCam and Studio Bricks, both of which we love and we use. Guess what? Casting director Tina Morasco has given us an exclusive promo code for a discount on her amazing voiceover course called The Library. Over mm. two hours of Tina's coaching, targeted mm. videos of Tina's foundational method have done the whole thing. It's amazing. Relevant and actionable tips when self-directing and lifetime access and alerts to video wow. updates. You get the promo code if you sign up or are signed up already for our newsletter. Listen, we're also giving away one of our favorite pieces of equipment called the Center Cam, and we use it every day. Uh, wonder why I'm looking you right in the eyes. Show, yes, see, see, with Center Cam, you can do this. Okay, <laughs> we're giving one away. Sign up for our newsletter, or be already signed up for our newsletter, and you'll be in the drawing this December. We're giving away all kinds of prizes. And one more thing we want to share right now is the Vocal Straw. Yeah. Check it out at vocalstraw.com. Don't cool. forget, you can only get it if you're included in our prize drawings in December. So sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, we did. We did. You're absolutely right. So I'll take you back. Prior to the pandemic, if a client came to us and had a certain budget and the spec was a fairly easy spec to find, we'd say, ah, we can cast this in just... LA or just New York or whatever market they wanted to focus on. And then we would get a few hundred, like, and I mean, low hundreds, like less than 500. Um, but then once the pandemic hit and home studio sound quality became part of the criteria to decide whether we could put a voice through or not, we had to sort of open it up and we decided we were going to cast every one of our projects nationwide, which means we were going to send it to every agent that we work with in the entire country, because mm -hmm. we knew that like half of the reads that we were going to get, the sound quality wasn't going to be up to snuff. Now that has changed significantly in the last couple of years. Everybody has upgraded because they've had to, but um, that was the initial reason for the expansion. And then okay. what we started noticing happening was that it wasn't always necessarily the big New York and LA agents that were booking these jobs. It was the smaller regional agents that had these really excellent actors that we would not have known about had we not branched out, right? So mm -hmm. then we started going like, wow, this is a great service that we're providing to our clients. We're not just giving them the same tried and true people that, you know, have representation at the big major agencies. We're giving them exposure to these really good actors who are with the smaller agencies. And now everybody's got an even playing field. And so it became a really successful business model for our clients. What that did was it made the numbers cuckoo bananas for, for me and for you all. Um, so, so since everybody's sound quality has gotten better and we've started to recalibrate, what we've done is we've made our agent lists. Um, we've just kind of like refined them. So we want to try to spread the wealth as much as we can. So we might use like one agent list on one project and then a slightly different agent list on the next project, just to keep things, you know, kind of fair and even and balanced. Mm. Um, but what we really do try to do is like, let's say we send it to 60 agents. I want to make sure there's at least one person from every agency reflected in the, in the casting link that goes to the client. So here's our process. So we, um, we do a creative call with the, the agency creative team. We try to extract every detail and nuance we can get out of them of what we're looking for. I want you all to think of us as casting directors as if we're matchmakers, right? Mm -hmm. so that all is like our intake of like, hey, what do you want to hear in your perfect voiceover match, you know? And that's 
what we turn the specs into. The specs are our guiding light. They are everything that we got out of the creative team of what they're hoping to hear. So anytime somebody says, screw the specs, just do you, you're doing yourself a horrible disservice. It would be like, I said this at VO Atlanta. I don't know if you, you were there, Natasha, but like, I never said this before, but it was so true. It's like back in the old days when you would go into a casting office, imagine that I just got off the phone with the creative team and you walked in and I was like, Natasha, I'm so glad you perfect timing. I just hung up with the creative team and this is what they said. They went, you went, Shh. no, 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 no. I'm going to do me. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that and sounds I'm- like her. That sounds like her. How did you, you just like nailed it. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. Like we would never in a million years think to do that. That's what yeah. people are doing when they're going like, I'm not going to read the specs. Yeah. There are other coaches out there saying, ignore them. That's literally the key. Those are the keys to the kingdom. That's everything yeah. that I know. And every clue that I you know, got out of them as to what yeah. they're hoping to hear. Yeah. It is all about authenticity. And I do want to hear your authentic take on it, but it's like, which yeah. version of you most closely yeah. align those specs. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. we write the specs, we write, we format the script, we pick the agent list, we blast it out into the universe. You all get it. You do your auditions, you send it back to your agents. They send it back to us. It's so I'll answer a bunch of questions all in this process. Doesn't matter to us if you get it in early or not. Like we have a deadline. We we tell the agents like they're due back Thursday at 10 a.m. So I'm not going to start listening to it before Thursday at 10 because like ah. five other projects that I'm listening to on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you it might behoove you to get your your audition early so your agent has time to listen to it. But as far mm-hmm. as we go, like we wait until deadline. As mm-hmm. long as your agent submits everything by the deadline, that's fine by me. And I have no idea who got it in first, second, third, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So then, then Marissa collects them all from the different agents, puts them in a folder for me. I download all of them. And then I get a yes folder on my desktop and I get a backup folder on my desktop. And I just start going down the agent submissions one by one by one. And you know, I have to keep it interesting. So I don't always go alphabetically. Sometimes I, you know, or I know which agency is really strong in a certain, like for a certain spec. So I'll start there to kind of set my bar for the, Uh, you know, I also have it in my head a certain way. So I start in the beginning, I start hunting for people who are hitting it the way I have it in my head. Okay. And if I start realizing nobody's delivering it the way I have it in my head, then I start going back and before I even start sorting yes or no, I just kind of get my sea legs and I'm just sort of like, oh, okay. It seems like everybody's interpretation was slightly different than what I was thinking. So -hmm. then I start like letting that sort of calibrate the, the bar for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then I just start going down and, and the first listen through, depending on how many hundreds we have, but for most things these days, I get somewhere between 500, it's less. We don't really touch a thousand very often. So it was somewhere between like five and 700 say, Mm. um, and I'm, I'm going down and the first listen through is just a weeding out process. So Mm. I'm listening for three things. I'm listening for, are you the right general age and demographic? So I don't mean like, Oh, I'm 46. So I can't read it. If it says up to 45, I mean, if you're a 75 year old, (laughs) please don't audition to be a 16 year old girl. Okay. Like that's the kind of like, like that we're, we're seeing. Okay. So are you the right age and demographic? Um, the second is, is your sound quality good enough to do a job from home, which, you know, people have really leveled up. So that's good. And then the third thing, and the most important thing is in that opening moment, like I described before, do I believe you, do I believe that you're already engaged? If I hear intro, then it goes, nope. And I don't even have to go past that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I hear like introducing and I'm like, yeah, I pretty much don't have to go past that either. I'm like, oh, they're dropped in, they're connected. They go in the yes. So it's literally like, it is the dance of the index finger where I'm just going like, yes, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's literally just this going <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> and then when I finish that weeding out process, then I go back to my yes. And it's still 
way too big, but I feel like this is like a dating thing online. It is swipe left. I know it's actually, it really is true. And I'll tell you, I think that's, what's going on in general. This is just Mm -hmm. my personal theory. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the creatives, a lot of the millennial creatives, and even like, you know, we're starting to see Gen Z kind of take roles in these positions. They grew up with the phones in their hand. I call them swipe right generation. Yeah. So they want more is more. They think like, I'll know it when right. I hear it. I'll know it when I hear it. I'll know it when I hear it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so a lot of times we do have to do multiple rounds and we need to have that many backups on hand because they're going to be like, mm, who else do you have? You know what I mean? And so they want to just keep swiping until they hear the one, you know? Yeah. Do you actually do this on an iPad? Cause how are you? No, using- I do it on my, I do it on my, uh, computer and I just, oh. it's a, it's a trackpad swipe. It's like, a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> just so, um, so then I go to my yes folder and it's, let's just say hypothetically it's at 200. Then I go, okay, that's a reasonable number. Now I can listen all the way through. Cause these are all the best of, right. This is the best of what I got. And so then I'm listening all the way through and I'm listening for all the things that you hope a casting director is listening for. I'm listening for, you know, did you bring, um, you know, a unique perspective to it? Did you hold the connection all the way through? If there was improv and ad-libbing requested, like, you know, did you bring comedy chops to it? Like, you know, like, you know, just anything that makes you, your point of view, your, you know, specific take on the story different and unique, and it feels organic and authentic to you. Then I, then I get a new yes folder and then I pick up, start pulling out my favorites mm-hmm. and let's say I still have a hundred favorites. Then I'll go through that hundred and I'll listen. I'll be like, Hmm, it's skewing pretty heavily women with raspy textured voices. So then I pull all the raspy voices in one folder and then I start listening to those and I go, okay, which are the best storytellers of these? And I pull my favorites of those. Then I start peppering in my favorite clean reads. Then I make sure there's enough diversity reflected in every way, like age and, you know, ethnicity, all of it. Um, And when I get, it's like shaping the clay of a sculpture. It's like, I just Mm. keep kind of refining it down and down and down and down and down. And when I get it to about 80, I'll put those 80 up for our editing team. We have a whole team of editors and they will then, all they do in terms of sound editing is they get rid of any background noise. So like, ah. we just like a noise filter, hum and hiss remover. And then we normalize everything to the same ah. um, DB level. So that way, when our client gets it, mm-hmm. everything sounds as uniform as possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and good too. Yeah. So you don't want to over-process, but it doesn't really matter if you normalize it, it's fine because then it'll already be normalized. When I normalize it, it's not going to change that much. Sure. Sure. Um, But you don't want to, like a lot of people are sending us raw where I can't even hear it. So then I have to go through the extra step when I'm listening of like putting it in a recording program and normalizing it and then saving it. And it's just an extra step. So make sure that if you're sending in your raw file, at least it's audible. Like I can't even like, so like the waveforms are like so tiny, tiny, Wow, hear it. Um, so then they edit, they will do like basic sound editing and then, um, they're proofing the script. So if you mispronounce accelerometer, they'll leave me a note. And, um, and if I'm in love with your read and I know accelerometer is like a key point in the script, then I might reach out to your agent and say like, Hey, how quickly can Kim punch this in? I have to deliver this to our client in an hour. And then if we can get you to punch it in great, if not, then that could be a reason that you get cut. Mm-hmm. So from that 80, they send them back with notes. Then I go through the 80 taking some of the notes into consideration and I try to cut it down to about the top 60. So sometimes I just need that palette cleanse while they're editing to kind of like get a little bit of a fresh perspective. And then when I hear it after the edits, sometimes it's very clear, like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. And about the top 60 gets sent to the client. Now, if it's an embarrassment of riches, we can absolutely send 70, 75. I don't really ever like to go beyond 80. Cause I find that's when people get burned, their ears get burned out. Um, but anywhere between 60 and 80 gets sent to the client and what starts hmm. with like 
six to 800. So usually about 10%, the 10% go mm-hmm. to the client. Mm-hmm. And then wow. from there, the client, you know, so we don't, that's, you know, in case anybody doesn't realize this, casting directors don't have the power to hire you. Mm-hmm. We are basically giant funnels mm-hmm. and we're, you know, like putting your read through our lens of experience and mm-hmm. knowledge based on what the clients are hoping to hear. And then we're pulling out the most, um, honest, authentic, sophisticated, nuanced, and I don't mean sophisticated, like pinky up highbrow, but right. like, like you got the subtlety, you got the, you got the, the nuance of the script, like the, mm-hmm. the best reads. And mm-hmm. in that 60, I really try to create the most, um, unique and variation, mm-hmm. but the through line, mm-hmm. the thread that will go through every one of those 60 is everybody will be telling that story from an honest point of view and Mm -hmm. not from like, you know, outside in like, oh, I just grabbed commanding from the specs and now I'm giving you my commanding voice. No, it's the command is going to come from my life experience and my wisdom and knowing that I have value and what I'm sharing. And that's going to be the the through line through all of the reads. Yeah. Then the client listens. And then they get back to us with maybe a short list of five, maybe a short list of 10. Um, sometimes they're asking for callbacks these days. Sometimes the callbacks are supervised on Zoom. So we'll host them and then we'll have the creative team direct. Sometimes they're unsupervised and we've gotten notes from the client and then we send them to your agent and then you record them at home and send them back to us. Um, and then ultimately, you know, between the creative team and their client, they decide on who the the winner is. It's not for the faint of heart. No. (laughs) And then let's take into consideration. I know I'm like, it's like you wound me up and it's like, (laughs) Um, then let's take into consideration the big elephant in the room, which I really like to address. Yeah. Bring it. I need a sip. Here's the elephant in the room. So we say we want raw, real, honest, organic, connected reads, right? And then you Mm -hmm. hear it on the air and it's Mm -hmm. super bright and announcery, right? Mm -hmm. How does that happen? Mm -hmm. It happens because this is a process, right? And the creative team is always trying to be creative Mm -hmm. and do something that's outside the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this is what they're attempting to do then our, so our job is to give them what they said they wanted. We are matchmakers. We work for them. So if they say they want tall, dark, and handsome, I can't give them short, bald, and dumpy. Right. So it's like, I'm matching up what they said they wanted. Mm -hmm. Their job in the book is, is to push through the talent that really brings that vision to life as best as they can. And then their job is to get it approved by their client who oftentimes Mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a creative. It's usually Mm -hmm. of marketing or like, you know, like, like the CEO of the actual company, right? Yeah. So this actually happened to us where, um, you know, somebody booked it and it was such a great dropped in, so connected, such a good read. And then it ended up on the air. So announcer, and we know this person very well. And so we asked her like, what happened? She goes, oh my gosh, like they couldn't stop talking about how much they loved my read. And they directed me exactly like that. And we were done in 20 minutes. Then they made me wait for 45 minutes for client approval. And then they came back and they were like dejected. And they were like, oh, the client thinks that we got to brighten it up and give it some more energy. Uh, Energy. (laughs) Yeah. So it ended up on the air, like introducing. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, if that read that ended up on the air was her audition, we would have never put it through to the client because that's not what they said they wanted. So you have to remember it's a process Mm -hmm. and the audition stage of the process, your job is to to deliver the most honest read that matches what the specs are, are calling for you to be Mm -hmm. and trust it and not try to, I don't know if you guys watched happy days, but like, remember (laughs) the jump the shark episode, right? (laughs) You can't try to jump the specs. You can't try to outsmart the specs and go, ah, I know when I hear this on the air, it's going to be announcery. So I'm going to just give you an announcery read because you won't make it past the matchmakers then. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is gold for our well, listeners. It really gold. is. So, okay, here it is. Um, it's currently 2023, y'all. And trends and current trends in voiceover, we hear different things going into the pandemic, going out of the pandemic. Where are we now, Tina? So this is actually fantastic news as the robots are coming for all of us. I, <laughs> I think we're safe. I mean, listen, I could be wrong as like the, the like you're going to cut to like four years later and there's going to be a hospital <laughs> like doing I know. Um Introducing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I think we're safe. Okay. So the trends are exactly what we just talked about. Like absolute authenticity, spontaneity, um, human connection, mm-hmm. all of that are, are what we're hearing over and over and over and over and over. The creatives are like, please don't give us any bank voices. Don't give us any institutional insurance company voices. Like we want peer to peer sharing. So let's, let's dig into like what that means. Peer to peer sharing is like what we're doing right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you. Like you're my friends. You're asking me questions about what I do all day, every day. I could easily turn this around and ask you questions about everything that you guys know that are, that's your specialty. And you would be talking to me the same way that you're talking to me right now. There is no barrier between us. There's no difference. There's no, like I am the brand and you are the audience. Everything now is friend to friend. And if you think about how much advertising is done through influencers, Mm -hmm. influencers Mm -hmm. are just regular people wearing Mm -hmm. the clothes, taking a picture regular people using the tech and doing a YouTube video, right? There's no allegiance to the brand. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm going to tell it to you straight. Like I couldn't find the camera timer on the new phone. Like for, it took me like two weeks to find it. So let me give you a life hack and like save you two weeks of your time. Right. It's (laughs) like, so you got the new iPhone. Let me show you where to find the camera timer. Right. There's no more presentational. Like I'm representing the brand. Everything is there's inherent trust when your friend is just sharing their experience with you. Mm-hmm. And that's where advertising is right now. Yeah. They, the other thing that's a huge paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else is talking about, but when we get the decks from the ad agency creative teams, right. They are referring to these spots as films. They're saying mm-hmm. in this short film, in this 60 second film, in this 30 second film, mm-hmm. they're not, don't blow that off. I blew it off for a long time and I was like, oh, hold up. Mm-hmm. They are treating these like short films. Mm-hmm. So that is a complete paradigm shift because mm-hmm. they're not even looking at them as ads anymore or commercials. Mm-hmm. There is no sell, it's mm-hmm. just a story. Mm-hmm. It's a story. And then that means as the voiceover, you are a protagonist in that story. So it is, everything is, yeah. What? So it's all this is amazing. Person experiential. So it's you living through the story that you're telling from a personal point of view. So if it's PNC bank, right? It's not, you're not going to do like from big cities to small towns and the many places in between. It's like, no, this is my story of why I work for this bank and why it's so meaningful to me. Because you know why? It doesn't matter where you go, from big cities to small towns, the many places in between, you're gonna find PNC Bank. And, and you know, we're part of the fiber of this community and that's why it's such meaningful work to me. Mm-hmm. It's my story of why I enjoy working at this bank. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everything is first person experiential. The other thing is everything pretty much now has a visual component. So at the very least, it's going to be made for internet. Mm -hmm. You are going to let the pictures do the work for you, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean disengage and just go flat and, you know, just be like, from big cities to small towns and the, no, you still are telling your story, but you're just using the pictures as a way to answer the person who you're talking to going like, Tina, you work for a bank. I would have never pegged you for somebody who would, I would be like, I know it's crazy. I hate big business. I hate bureaucracy, but that's why I work for this bank. Look, I'm going to let the picture do the work for me here mm-hmm. from big cities, mm-hmm. to small towns, like 
this is why this work is so meaningful to me. So you want to build a bridge between the person that you're talking to, that you imagine that you're talking to from your real life and the visuals that you're seeing play out on camera and let those visuals be the anchors of your storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that we're seeing a lot of is a breaking of the fourth wall. You'll see that all the time. So breaking the fourth wall, for those who may not know, is like, it's an old theater term, right? So when you're in the theater and you're watching a play, you know, the actors are only engaging with each other. It's as if the audience doesn't exist, right? Every now and then, an actor will turn and address the audience and you're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on, right? They, oh, right? That's called breaking the fourth wall. So you're breaking that imaginary barrier between the audience and and the action that's going on on stage. So commercials are, they've been doing this for a long time, but we're really seeing a lot of it where all of a sudden the voiceover is talking and, it's, and then you come back to the story, right? So yeah. what we're listening for there is like the effortless toggling between worlds. So it's like right. a talking to you. I'm talking to you. And I'm like, Oh, welcome. (laughs) Enjoy the llamas. Hope they don't spit. And then I come right back to you, you know? And so when you see the breaking of the fourth wall, that is a golden opportunity to put your own uh, stamp on it, your own point of view. That's a great place to throw in an ad lib. If it's a comedic script, you know, because that's a moment where we're sort of like breaking the rhythm that we had established something else is happening. And then I'm coming back to you. So I love those scripts. Yeah, they're the best. They're <laughs> fun. And, you know, if you want to like do some homework, like I would think like Bradley Cooper's um, and Oscar Isaac's Nike commercials from like 2011, 2012, mm. sort of the gold standard of okay. that, like toggling between the worlds. That's sort of what creatives are still referencing these days. Okay. So like, you know, I'm talking to you and now I'm talking to the on-camera guy. Oh, you go. Right, nice right. Job. You know, and then I come back to you. But I think the good news, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like Please. the good news about all of that is that what is being asked for is distinctly human mm-hmm. and spontaneous. And you cannot program AI to, to sound truly spontaneous. You can right. program AI to give a friendly read. So then the whole thing is going to be friendly or the whole thing is going to be confident. The whole thing is going to be commanding or whatever it is, right? But what it can't do is it can't account for the give and take that flows from an actual, honest, God. connected conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're, that's the gold we're mining for. That's what I'm listening yeah, yes. for. When I'm casting is that give and take that can't be programmed. So that's why yeah. I think in commercials, at least or films, as we're now going to think of them, um, I do think that we're safe from AI kind of like taking a stronghold on, on that genre because mm-hmm. for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Listen, Tina, oh I God, have so Tina. many questions while you were talking. Okay. <laughs> um, so we'll have to have you back if you will honor us of with course. that. Please. Okay. Yeah. Um, Tina has created a course, and s- some of what she shared here is in the course. And mm-hmm. I know it's the wisdom of your decades in your work, whether it's um, casting or acting, business, all the things. And can you share a little bit more about it with our audience? I would love to. Honestly, uh, it was such a true labor of love and such Mm -hmm. a passion project of mine. And I just had, I, I coach all day on Mondays and I just had somebody come to me today. And I was like, you're the read. This is exactly why I created Mm. the library. So Ah. it's called the library. Mm -hmm. And basically it's um, a little over two hours of my fundamental like coaching technique. That's all based on what we've been talking about today. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I go into much greater detail. Um, Everything from how to find the story in every script how to craft your pre-life that's really going to work for the particular story that you're telling, what the difference between take one and take two should be, how to handle repeated words and phrases. You know, I do a whole structure lesson, which is like my favorite lesson in the whole thing, but um, they're broken into bite-sized videos. The longest being like 12 to 13 minutes and the shortest are like two to three minutes. If it's Mm -hmm. just like a quickie, like Hey, I just finished casting this and everybody's messing this one thing up. So I'm going to do a video on it kind of thing. Um, And they're searchable by topic. So if you're trying Mm. to 
it, there's a there's a video on like breaking the fourth wall. So if you have a script where that and you're like, wait, what did she say about that? Just type in fourth wall and poop, it pops up. And then each video is broken up into time codes. So if you want to know like, okay, how do I handle a tag? You know, finding the story even in a tag, you go to the finding the story video and then at four minutes and 42 wow. seconds, there's the tag part. So you can literally micro like manage Learn. what, what wow. you want to hear in that particular moment. And what it's a for me to be in the booth with you, engaged with you on a daily basis where you're not relying on coaching. Private coaching is expensive, you know, and this is a way that you can take me into the booth with you on a regular basis. And even if you just have my face up looking at you as mm-hmm. a frame on the screen, and then you could imagine that I just said this, and then you can, you know what I mean? Just have me right there. So that was, that was it. It's, it's a way for me to get the correct information to as many actors as possible with the limited time that I have in each day. Mm-hmm. And what I meant by today, this person came to me and I was like, oh my gosh, this was my intention. She watched the entire library before we met. I never mm-hmm. coached her before. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't even, she doesn't even have an agent yet. She hadn't even started auditioning yet. I am not kidding. Every script I gave her, she was hitting it out of the park. She was doing the structure. She was connected. She was, I was like, oh my God. She goes, it's the library. I literally mm-hmm. just, I, I watched it twice. I like let it, I like absorbed it all the first time. Then I started taking notes and I was like, so you hadn't had any coaching and except for the library. And now these are your reads. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, this is why I did it. Like I couldn't, I was like literally doing a jig. I was so happy because, you know, at the end of creating it, I, when I was proofing all the videos before I, I posted them, I really lost sight of like, does this make sense outside Mm -hmm. of crazy brain, you know? Mm And to hear that, like, actually it is helping actors like find the story in every script and bring their authentic point of view and, you know, guiding them in every single audition. It's just nothing makes me happier. So mm. it's called the library and I am working on some updates. Um, I think I'm going to be shooting a new batch of videos in July. So I'll probably have updates August and definitely will be dripping them through the fall. So mm-hmm. You become a, li- a lifetime member. It's a one-time purchase. Mm-hmm. And as I add updates, you get emails saying like, hey, there's a new video in the library for you. And you can just, you know, have it forever. And as trends change, I'll be, you know, kind of updating and, you know, keeping you abreast of all of the latest and greatest information out there. Well, Tina, you know, I think it's very inexpensive, your library. <laughs> Our um our newsletter subscribers are going to get a promo code for actually a discount for your course. So we're thrilled. Wow. Thank you so much yes. for providing that. Thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. And thank you so much for promoting it. Not even just like, you know, I promise you it's not because I'm like trying to sell a product. It's more about like, it brings me so much joy when I hear the auditions being mm-hmm. so much more grounded and mm. dropped in and authentic. It just makes me so happy. So yeah. like the more actors that get access to this information, the better for everybody. Like, well, yeah. the more competition we all have, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thanks Dana. But- Oh, but yeah, you're, exactly. you're raising the bar and I think that's really excellent. So, um, so the one thing that I did want to touch on too, is like, you know, back to the, we don't make the decision ultimately who books the job. The other thing is that relationships are hugely important in that, you know, the more connected we feel to you personally. So if we meet you at a convention or if like, you know, it helps us understand like, oh, that is your authentic perspective coming Mm -hmm. through the read. And then I also know like, oh, I know this person works all the time. So I know I can trust them in a session, but there is no nepotism. It's like the opposite. So like, you know, we all have family and friends that audition for us all the time. And like, Mm -hmm. we will pick out our own mothers. Like I swear (laughs) to you, it is like, if we, you know what I mean? It's just like, if the best read always wins and if there's, somebody that's in there because it's a friends and family. And then we're one over and it's like, oh, sorry, your husband's getting picked out of this one, you know, right. and we do it all the time. And mm. like people ask me, 
like, oh, can you submit yourself? In theory, I could, because I, you know, I would put it under a fake name and we don't make the decisions. I never, ever, ever do. There were a couple of things early on in the casting that were right up my alley, like my wheelhouse. And then I would like put myself in the folder. I wait till morning. And then I would go back down and listen. I'd be like, Nope. And I would cut myself, <laughs> you know, like really our job is to service our client and to give them the best casting link we can. It's not to sort of like, you know, like help our friends and family that said the relationships that I've made at these various conventions and stuff have really gone a long way because you're in a sea of 500 or a thousand. Right. And so if all of a sudden I recognize the name and I'm like, Oh, I had the loveliest conversation with that person. And I really got to know their heart and like, you know, what matters to them and what's going on with their family and all of that. And then I hear all that vulnerability come through the read. And I know that it's honest. Yeah. You just can't, you can't put a price on that. Like, it's really like, you know, it, it, came from the connection. So like going back to what we talked about earlier, the clients are asking for more humanity, more connection, more interpersonal like engagement. And that comes from meeting people as often as you can in real life. Mm. Um, And so, so that connection can also like, you know, come through when we're listening to the reads as well. Yeah. Bottom line, the client is the, the, person that chooses or clients but might be more than one person who yeah, chooses yeah. the voice that they want. It has yeah. at the yeah. end of the day, nothing yeah. to do with the casting yeah. company. We, yeah. yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't have that power. And I, honestly, I'm glad that we yes, don't have power. Good. It would be like, no, I would never, it would be like, I'm a Christian. I never know if you want me for me or if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't have the power to hire you. I just have the power to help you deliver the the most authentic read you can and then it up to them. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you you so much for being with us today. We we, we didn't share with everyone how long it took us to book Tina and she's worth every minute. (laughs) Every day. Well, thank you for having me. And also thank you for the service that you're providing because you're educating actors every Mm. single and. You know, you're really like putting out so much goodness into the world and, and Yay. so happy thank to you, be Tina. a small part of that. So thank you. Oh, for- cheers. Thank, thank you, you so you. much. Cheers. And here's to Coke Zero. Okay. Here's to Coke Zero. <laughs> this episode of Speechless is brought to you by. Center Cam helps eye to eye feel more like heart to heart. Are you ready for better conversations, better quality conversations during video calls? Yes. Because CenterCam's middle-of-the-screen camera makes it easy to maintain eye contact, and it also feels more natural. Helping humans connect from a distance. TheCenterCam.com. We both have one. one. (laughs) Voice talent need quiet. For us, quiet comes in the form of a Studio Bricks booth. I love my Studio Bricks because it's whisper quiet in my incredibly noisy neighborhood. And I love my booth because when clients see me on Zoom, they know I'm a pro. (laughs) Go to studiobricks.com. World-class sound isolation, light environmental footprint. Speechless. Speechless.